his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Anthony Hannon reports on so, so many important stories that are kitchen table issues, right, that you look at day in and day out. You're reporting on this. Anthony Hannon is one of those people who sits through these long, boring meetings, but there is such important, you know, there are important issues that affect every one of us. And and so we appreciate you. You take that time so that we don't have to and bring, and bring forth these issues for us, Anthony. So if you would, to take us through what's happening, and I'll, you know, I'll start with the electric vehicle issue. These fee proposals Take me through a $290 electric vehicle fee proposal. You're writing about this. You've been researching this. You've been talking to all sides. Can you take us through this, take us through this issue, Anthony Hennon? Yeah, sure. So what we're looking at now, um, and you know, the, the, the numbers on this are constantly in flux. So who knows exactly how much this will come out if it does pass. Um, but essentially this would be equivalent to what, um, car owners now pay through the gas tax. Um, which is, as I'm sure most people know, uh, Pennsylvania has one of the highest gas taxes uh, in the country. And it's why a lot of people go to New Jersey to buy their gas. Um, But basically, we're looking at Senate Bill 656, um, which passed through the Senate and is now over in the House. Um, This would create a uh, basically get rid of a current alternative fuel tax um, system that's a little clunky and confusing. And a lot of people don't realize they even need to pay it. Um, this would replace that with an electric vehicle fee paid generally at the time of vehicle registration, though you could also set up a monthly plan. Um, the, uh, the fee right now that's being bandied about, it would be $290, um, which is pretty close to what the average Pennsylvanian pays, um, for the gas tax. It comes in about 280 or so. Um, but you know, th- this is, this is a controversy one because, you know, if you, if you have an electric vehicle, you don't really want to pay another uh, fee on top of it. But at the same time, uh, when we're looking at statewide revenues of how we pay for highway construction, for bridges, maintenance, all that fun stuff, um, about 70% of that is coming through the gas tax. And that's generally on the decline as these cars are getting more fuel efficient, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so this obviously would not replace um, all this revenue we've seen decreasing in recent years. Um, but this would be part of filling that gap, and it's been called the best pass forward um, in previous committee hearings. So who pays? I mean, with this proposal, and I was looking at in 2021, state and local governments across the United States of America collected $53.05 billion through uh, motor fuels taxes 
And as you mentioned, here in Pennsylvania, we pay among the highest, which, by the way, people might see online, oh, gas prices going down, but we haven't felt it as much as others because of what you're talking about, because all, all the different taxes that we pay are so high. So, Anthony, who would pay this $290 EV fee? Would It's only for people who buy an electric vehicle? Yeah, so th- there's there's a few technical issues around this. Um, because right now, as it's written, it would apply to electric vehicles, but it's not necessarily extending to um, hybrid vehicles. Um, so that that's kind of an issue. You know, there's a few different things to work out here. Um, this actually advanced um, yesterday in the House Transportation Committee by by a strong 22 to three vote. Um, but that's only because, as uh, Ed Nielsen, the Democratic chair of the committee, says he adamantly opposes this piece of legislation, but he wants to bring it um, forward to the full House so it can be debated and negotiated. Um, so right now, you know, there's, there's still a number of issues to work out here. Uh, Nielsen is opposed to how high he says the fee is too high. Um, and it would be one of the highest in the country for electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also just parallel to how high we're charging for the gas tax. Now, I will tell you in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, but in Pennsylvania and then in Philadelphia, if you buy a new vehicle and then or if it's a leased vehicle and you live in the city of Philadelphia, there are all kinds of fees that are tacked that are tacked on there, especially for leased vehicles, I I will say. But this this electric vehicle um, issue of nearly 300 bucks is is something that I know it's a negotiation. Usually, I think of Republicans who are saying no new taxes, or, or maybe that's my you know my feeling. But in this one, the Democrats are against this. Am I right or am I wrong? Republicans are for it. Democrats against it. Three hundred dollar tax that if you buy an EV right now, and that could change, nearly three hundred bucks you're slapped with extra. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fairly fairly accurate. Um, Republicans are arguing that it's an issue of fairness. Um, you know, everyone who drives on the road needs to pay their fair share for upkeep and all that stuff. Um, I, I think it's also generally, you know, we still have this kind of cultural coding that an electric vehicle, if you buy one, then you're left wing. Um, you know, obviously these things are are very expensive, so you have to at least have you know, some sort of savings or a wish to get stuck in debt um, to buy one. Um, even though, you know, Tesla is also due to Elon Musk getting coded as right wing. It, it's a whole confusing yeah. thing. Um, but generally, yeah, on, on this on this point, um, Democrats are arguing it's too high of a fee for people to pay. Republicans are arguing they need to pay their fair share. Hmm. Yeah, I'm for just no new taxes, period. <laughs> that's the that's <laughs> like if only we could agree on that. Ultimately, um, then I think for car dealerships, they would say, oh, this is tough for us because then you worry that car dealerships, let's say here in Pennsylvania, maybe if somebody wants to buy an electric vehicle, they might go to Delaware, New Jersey. Would you still have to pay it if you live in PA? Yeah, yeah, you would. You, you so pay it at the time of registration. Right. So it depends. Yeah, it's, it's not point of sale. It's where you register it. Gotcha. And so, all right, well, we'll follow that one. I, I just... For me personally, I just think, man, oh, man, they just they want to get you coming and going. Right. I I just I don't want any new. This would be a new tax. Right. So it would be a brand new tax. 
Yeah, I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things here, um, you know, especially when you're looking at how cars are sold, the fees and taxes on top of it, um, you know, the, the costs that come from selling these through dealerships yeah. um, and just how much these cars cost. I mean, a $300 fee to support, you know, highway and bridge construction that everyone else is already paying. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this does not seem like a big economic thing to me. Even looking at the budget, I think it's estimated this would bring in somewhere like $20 million a year. Um, depending, of course, on what number this fee is actually settled on. Um, but I think more than anything, this is just kind of a sign of where we stand culturally on this idea of how much electrification do we need? Should we subsidize that? Should we you know, treat it like everything else? Um, so I, I think more than an economic issue, that's kind of what this is coming down to. Yeah, if it were me, I just think, first of all, in this, talk, in this tough economy, wouldn't it be nice if we got a little breather from what is it, sixty-one cents a gallon extra we're paying mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania? They never would do something like that. But I saw that you know this would be. I think you you said this would be the highest type of electric vehicle registration fee in the country. If if it were, that's a lot. That's big. So nearly three hundred bucks. Yeah, I, I think the the next highest state. I believe it's something about two hundred a year, something like that. So uh, we'll we'll follow that one. The only justification I can think of, Anthony, is actually that they they do say the totally electric vehicles are much heavier. Because remember, we saw mm-hmm. some of the stories. I think it was Manhattan, especially for older cities like ours, where the the roads or the bridges or the parking garages, because they've got in New York City. I think it, they've had parking garages just collapse because they're all these EVs and they're much heavier. So that that's another. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. So we'll we'll follow it, Anthony. Let's talk. I'll move on. Um, you had a story entitled "Risk Manager: The Road Design, Not the Speed Limit, Is Key to Stopping the Pedestrian Deaths." Tell me about it. Yeah. So this came out um, of a meeting from PennDOT's Pedestrian and Pedal Cycle Advisory Committee. Um, essentially, the federal government has had this push to try to drive down um, non-motorist deaths on the road. Um, and so uh, Pennsylvania is one state where the, the f- federal threshold was basically, if you have you know more than 15% civilian fat- or, um, pedestrian or cyclist fatalities um, in your total you know, road, road deaths uh, data, you have to do um, some spending to work in these high-risk areas. Pennsylvania came in at 15.4%. So we were caught. Um, so basically this necessitated some federal spending or uh, some federally mandated spending to happen. And so we've done projects like putting up better um, pedestrian walking signals. Um, we we're also required to do a deep um, data dive and study on what basically on the circumstances of these pedestrian deaths. Because when you look in Pennsylvania's data, mm-hmm. fewer than uh, 4% of traffic crashes involve a pedestrian or a cyclist, but they're more than 15% of all fatalities. Um, so what was interesting about this was when uh, they were going over the data, uh, mostly, most of the crashes that we see in the fatalities are coming from areas where the speed limit is already 25 miles per hour and 35 miles per hour. Um, which, you know, generally I think makes sense because those areas are probably going to have more sidewalks, more pedestrians. No one's really walking along the highway. Um, the problem with this, and as was pointed out, mm-hmm. is that 
just lowering the speed limit doesn't really do much. Um, what's key here is getting road design right, of making sure cars are actually going 25 miles per hour, 35 miles per hour. So if you build this road like it's a four-lane or six-lane six-lane highway, people are going to drive at what where they feel they're most comfortable. Um, so one thing that came out um, from a Jason Hershock, who's a PennDOT safety engineering and risk manager, um, he said, uh, we need to make changes to the roadway and force the speeds to slow down. Posting speed limits is not enough. Um, simply lowering that kind of, um, uh, you know, legally mandated limit does not actually do much improvement. So he was more focused on talking about things like adding bump outs, um, adding islands um, in the street where pedestrians can stop as they're crossing, um, even adding curb extensions and lighting. Um, things like that are potentially ways to drive down this fatality rate and this crash rate. Yeah, I will say as far as the markings on the road, my own road in Philadelphia, they made it a one-way, but they put these really thick lines and a bike, like a bike lane. We are amazed at how effective just marking the roadway and putting some speed cushions. It We used to have people flying by in all these accidents, maybe not... Well, there were no pedestrian accidents because, quite frankly, nobody could could walk or ride their bike on the road, or you would be struck down. Mm-hmm. You would be run over. But um, so I, I think ultimately, though, I think they have to. We have to look at educating one another, educating pedestrians to say you've got to watch out. It's crazy. Whenever somebody leaves my house mm-hmm. and they pull out of the driveway, I go, "Be careful! This road's crazy." I just warn people because whether they're walk uh, walking, biking, driving. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like a culture of people distracted on their phones. But I, I'm for any any type of answer on this, Anthony, because it's it really it's awful. And especially with kids, kids. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the three percent annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams—thanks for everything, mom and dad—will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org/savings. Federally insured by NCUA. Five dollar minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Kids can't even walk to a local school if they have a local school, you know, that they go to. All right, let's move on. Um, You have another one. Pennsylvania's loss of county election officials is raising concerns about those errors. So this is a post-election evaluation. Take me through what the Senate State Government Committee, uh, what what they're finding here, Anthony. 
Yeah, so this was a, a Senate hearing yesterday, um, basically talking with Secretary of the Commonwealth, Al Schmidt, who was former, formerly the uh, commissioner in Philadelphia. Um, so he's had a lot of hands-on experience uh, doing this sort of thing, and that also really helped uh, some of the uh, context here, I believe. Uh, basically, you know, Schmidt was fairly positive here, um, saying that the the recent election, 2023, went fairly smoothly. Um, you know, there are a few high-profile hiccups, um, but he was really emphasizing that, you know, it's not so much any concerns about, you know, the, the machines being used, the software getting done, um, more than anything else, it was simple human error that are causing a lot of these issues. Um, and, you know, this stuff can be very small. It can be simply something like not proofreading the ballot one more time. Um, and a lot of this is coming from just the loss of uh, senior county administrators, as he put it. Um, since 2020, uh, we've lost um, 20 different senior administrators um, running elections at the county level and almost, I mean, the vast majority of election um, administrations done on the county level rather than the state. Um, the Department of State has fewer than two dozen people working on elections, whereas Philadelphia alone had 125 people working full-time on elections, uh, Schmidt said. So a lot of this is coming where people leaving either from the stress of the job, mm -hmm. um, either from accusations of, you know, lacking patriotism, um, pay occasionally is an issue. Uh, basically, it's putting Pennsylvania in a situation where we're losing a lot of that experience that helps these elections run smoothly in the first place. So ultimately, are, as a follow-up, are they going to have a recruitment effort ahead of, you know, we've got a big presidential election coming up, obviously next year. Are they going to recruit folks and then have proper training for people? Uh, so they didn't touch explicitly on recruitment. Um, I won't be surprised if we do see that. And in some previous um, bills passed into law in recent years, um, they've really tried to put more money into it. Um, but as far as training, yes, very much. Um, the Department of State has hired a full-time um, staffer to work on offering county um, training for election, and he has a three-person staff under him. Um, they're also doing some more work on the state level of doing things like redesigning ballot envelopes so they're standardized and make voter error less likely, uh, making sure it's very clear what people have to do, like signing and dating the outside of the envelope. Um, so th there's different efforts like that. Um, yeah, again, I would not be surprised if we see a big push for recruitment, um, but they're really trying to figure out, you know, where are our common problems here? How can we get these county administrators up to speed? So there's less of a headache for everybody involved. Absolutely. You know, I wanted to ask you, because you're a writer and editor in Philadelphia and in Pennsylvania, you were the executive director at Philadelphia Weekly, a managing editor, publication, and higher ed think tank member. But you've also spent a lot of time in uh, Appalachia, right? 100 days in mm -hmm. Appalachia. You wrote for them, the American Conservative. This time of year, as we as we're in Hanukkah right now, obviously we're we're marching toward Christmas. I can't believe this how the time has flown. What what is one of your favorite? Can you just? I want to end on a lighter note if I can. Anthony Hennon, thecentersquare.com. What's your favorite? You know, if you were to talk about Pennsylvania and the holiday season, one of your favorites that you would point to. One of your favorite memories. One of your favorite places that you'd love to visit. Oh, so so that's hard because it's. I've only had a few uh, a few uh, holidays in Pennsylvania. I'm usually back home, actually, in Ohio for yes. this. 
Um, but I, I think, you know, generally I'm, I'm riding Philly. So I was yeah. like going down to uh, 13th street in South Philly and seeing the lights. Um, and of course, even, even after uh, Christmas passes, my, my favorite thing is to be in Philly for new year's. You know, you have the mummers parade going on. You have everyone out and about, um, you know, it's, it's just a different vibe. I, I love when we actually get some snow in the city and can yeah. just walk, walk through the neighborhoods and see everything. Yeah. I hope we get, I hope we do get some snow in the city. My husband, Larry Menti, and I host the Mummers Parade. So I hope you either come down, join us, or watch, because I think it is a great Philadelphia tradition. And nowadays, you know, we were streaming, and we have a national audience. So a lot of people love to watch the, the greatest, the largest, oldest folk festival in America. So people get a kick out of it, and I do think it's positive energy with all the costumes and all the arrangements, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do my best swing by and say hello. Yeah, please do. Anthony Hannon, com. Thanks, Anthony. I really do appreciate you. Thank you. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.